0: How's everybody doing? Welcome to Tuesday night. This is the Off the Walls Rapids podcast, and we are broadcasted live here at Ivy Park Sports and Grill. And I am your host, Richard Holdridge, play-by-play announcer for your Columbus Rapids. This show is brought to you by National Audiovisual Services, and we have got a great show for you. We appreciate everybody that is watching us online on Facebook Live And I'm excited about tonight's show because we have two special guests. Starting with the men's team, we have Eric Sanchez. And for the women's team, we have Megan Byers. And I'm so happy. They're going to be joining me shortly. But we do have some things to talk about. Well, it is Tuesday night. And, you know, we do live in the state of Georgia. And just, I know it's not soccer related, but congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs for winning the national championship. Two national championships in a row you can't say that about another team from georgia i know you guys are from georgia you can't say that about the 96 braves they didn't go back to back the 91 georgia tech yellow jackets come on they would have got boat raced by the miami hurricanes Uh, atlanta united they couldn't do it in 2019 no this is the first the georgia bulldogs go back to back the first team in this state and i know my producer, Lee Snow, is an Alabama fan. It's okay. I know that he's not happy about it. I mean, your your facial expression, Lee, reminds me of Nick Saban at college game day when David Pollock was saying that Georgia is is the new power in college football. So, absolutely. And, and don't worry, Bama's going to be back with a vengeance next year. I mean, we got a picture of Bear Bryant here at Ivy. I mean, you know they love college football here, but we love soccer here on this show. We're fans of indoor soccer, and our general manager, Warren Fundivist-Davin, Cannot be here tonight. Normally, we talk soccer for about the first five to ten minutes here on the show. He's actually at practice. You guys are getting ready. Columbus Rapids, this season is approaching. Had a friendly a couple weeks ago, January the 20th against the Memphis Americans. Let's talk about that game because the women play the defending NISL champion Memphis Americans. And I know Megan Byers is going to be on the show. We could talk a little bit about that. Memphis has got a very strong team, a lot of their players from last year's team to include Ashlyn Jones, Kelsey Keon, Tanya Creon, Lauren Odino-Drawn, and their goalkeeper who won NISL Goalkeeper of the Year, Angel Haley, all coming back on the team. They are the standard. They have a target on their back. I know that the Columbus Rapids are going to be prepared for that game as far as the men's team taking on the runners-up. The Memphis Americans who lost to the Fayetteville Fury in the NISL Championship up in Fayetteville, North Carolina last year, and they got a strong team as well. Their player slash coach, Corey Adamson, well, he's got all that experience in the indoor game. He's coming back as well, as well as the leading goal scorer in the NISL for the men's team. Jordy Georgievich, and they got some other players like uh, Paulo Indenzaco. I mean, all these players I'm familiar with. We'll get to see Memphis for that triple header coming up in March. March, I want to say 10th, 11th, and 12th. I mean, we had a triple header last year, but we're going to talk about this upcoming season and what the Columbus Rappers are doing as far as training. Are they training on the outdoor game? Are they training on the indoor game? And how the outdoor game and the indoor game kind of commingle with each other. But I'm really excited about the show. Thank you for watching us here on Facebook Live. And if you like the show, we will have trivia tonight. So leave a comment in the questions. Those of you who are joining us here at Ivy, welcome. You are free to answer. But unfortunately, we don't have any prizes for you tonight. Um, I guess the prize would be just to have pride to answering the trivia questions. All right. You know what? I think it's about time to bring out on our first guest. You know her as... The player that scored the first goal in Rapids women's history locally here in Columbus, went to Columbus High, also played at the University of South Carolina, and one of the staples here in the city of Columbus. Please welcome to the show, Columbus Rapids midfielder Megan Byers. We are hearing the applause. It's great have you on the show once again. You know, we had a coach's show last year at El Carrizo, and you were one of the first guests. And the question I asked you, like right off the top, when you scored that first goal against Memphis, did you get to keep the ball? And you said you didn't. I mean, those balls are pretty expensive. Every time they kick them in the stands, you got to get them back. But uh, welcome. I saw that goal in the friendly. Pretty much the same type of shot that when you scored your first goal in that first game against Memphis last year. But welcome. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thanks for the, the, the nice introduction. I appreciate it.
0: All right, i got to ask you, how old were you when you started playing soccer? Uh,
1: young enough to not really remember. So I think um, about the same time as I started walking, I have two older siblings that were both already playing, but organized soccer um, as young as I could have been on base. Uh, my dad coached um, being military and in Hawaii at the time. It was one of the sports that was readily available, um, so I started playing, I think it was, I was like four or five, on the Purple Polar Bears, very good team.
0: Was that with CYSC, or was that with the Columbus Red Stars?
1: Uh, that was actually uh, in Hawaii at the time, oh, my yes. dad was stationed there.
0: But you did eventually come back to Columbus, were you born and raised?
1: In no, Hawaii? I was born in Huntsville, and then we were um, in Maryland, at, in Silver Spring for a short and then in Hawaii all before uh, moving here. But grew up most of my life in Columbus. I was, I think, nine when we moved here in 2001 and then um, stayed here through high school and then left for college and eventually after a stint in Colorado made my way back.
0: Now you made yourself known at Columbus High. You know Columbus High has got a lot of great athletes to come out of that school. Sam Mitchell for basketball. Frank Thomas for baseball. Also for baseball, Jordan Weems, who plays for the Washington Nationals, and Josh Lester, who just got called up to the Detroit Tigers. Everybody here in the Fountain City knows him as the player that got the final out in the 2006 Little League World Series. A lot of great athletes come out of Columbus, to include yourself. But what was your experience like playing soccer at Columbus High?
1: It was a great experience. Between that and playing club in Columbus, um, I made a lot of really great, great friends. Friends that I'm still close to to this day. We, you know, I was bridesmaids in some of their weddings. You know, met their kids. It's now more recently, um, and interestingly enough, a lot of us have made our way back. Um, even the athletes you mentioned before somehow make their way back to Columbus or find a way to contribute, and I think that's a really interesting thing about being from here is that there's always a draw to contribute back to the community. Frank Thomas contributing to the Columbus High baseball field. Um, it's named after him because of that. Jordan Weems was just back here running a camp for kids over this. um The past couple of weeks. um, Now I'm back as well. Um, Some of my closest friends I made playing soccer in high school are back here, um, you know, 10, 11 years later um, and finding our own ways to give back, whether it's through coaching, donation, playing for the Rapids, whatever it is.
0: And, of course, you made your way to the University of South Carolina where you got to be in the spotlight for an NCAA Division One school playing for the South Carolina Gamecocks. What was that experience like playing at the D1 level and playing on TV on the SEC network?
1: Yeah, that was something I don't know that I could have been fully prepared for. It was an amazing experience that I, I'm so grateful to have had. To be part of an athletic department like that and see – um, you know, all of the advantages that are um, in front of you at that point, whether it's the nutritionists, the training plans, the things that I was able to take and move forward into my life afterwards, just like the periodization that I was able to learn from our strength and conditioning coaches, um, the right types of food to fuel my body, um, and they even were able to focus on the differences between female and male athletes and what your needs would be in comparison, um, you know proper weight and um just like so much that I got to learn and then the quality of coaching the quality of just everything that was available to us and having so much taken care of um I could I could go into that for so long but it was really a a life-changing experience to be a part of that athletic department and be involved in such a kind of established department I guess you would say where things are constantly moving moving, and so many people are working toward the same goal and women's soccer by no means was the highest priority but we were a successful enough program that there was you know some notice going into the fact that we were sec champions my freshman year and that gets you noticed and that gets you in front of the right audiences to get more things available to you so they're paying attention to your grades and if you're going to class and that was things that I think really prepared me for like grad school and going into jobs and now having to do training and kind of be disciplined in a different sort of way.
0: Now when you made the NCAA tournament how far did you go in the playoffs?
1: Oh my freshman year gosh this feels like a lifetime ago now to try to think back to we lost, I, we lost to Stanford, who ended up winning the national title. And I believe that was in the round of 16. And it's a heartbreaking thing to lose at that point. It's kind of mixed feelings to lose to the one that ends up going to the national, you know, winning the national title, because you wonder how far you could have made it if you didn't get that draw. Um, but being able to play against teams of that caliber um, was really incredible.
0: Yeah, it seems like Stanford or North Carolina wins the NCAA soccer tournament just about every year. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now you're you're throwing BYU and FSU in that mix. Uh, that's right.
0: Yeah. I do remember a couple of years ago, uh, Fifth Third Bank, Bank Stadium in Kennesaw, Georgia, actually hosted the women's soccer yeah. tournament. So uh, a lot more,
1: there. a lot more eyes on that now these days, which is really cool to see. the just the growth in women's soccer in general um, is something that I've loved to see in the last 10 years. And I think a lot of people are taking notice that it's becoming more and more relevant, more and more important. And the talent is just keeps getting better and better.
0: All right, our first trivia question is, because you probably know this one, <laughs> South Carolina. It's going to be South Carolina related. Okay. Um, what team did South Carolina beat in 2010 at williams Bryce Stadium by the score of 35 to 21? Are we picking on Lee with this one? Oh man, I, <laughs> man, you just gave away the answer.
1: <laughs> oh
0: boy. Oh man, oh man, I'm just, uh, just, you know, it. The thing is that that was a big deal. Uh, you when you went to South Carolina, you know, talented players like J- Javid, J- Davian Clowney, Marcus yeah. Lattimore. I think Steve Spurrier, if he if he would have just kept going, I think South Carolina could have. You know, they were SEC East champions, I want to say, in 2010. So, that uh, I think 2011, the year that uh, Auburn won the national champ- championship. Yeah. They, they went all the way to the – they represented the SEC East.
1: I keep aging myself. On the show with all these things I'm throwing out there, but I got super lucky that we had a, a full season of no losses at home with Connor Shaw. So we were undefeated at home, which is awesome as a student to be able to go and like win every time you're at a game. Uh, and then we had like a four-peat against Clemson, which has not happened since. And this but was. We did win this year. This was
0: pre-Dabo Sweeney national championship, competing every year.
1: Shortly before. But how do you
0: feel about South Carolina beating Clemson this year?
1: Oh, it felt great. Those back-to-back wins against Tennessee and Clemson, uh, I've only just begun to be able to start wearing orange again. Oh. But uh, it felt really good to get those wins.
0: Oh, man. I mean, and then when you graduated from South Carolina, uh, what did you do after um, college, like, before you joined the Rapids?
1: Um, I moved out to Denver and I got a graduate degree in sport and performance psychology. Um, And our program put together some intramural soccer teams and we were champions of both indoor and outdoor, which was super fun. Maybe a little bit unfair because we were almost exclusively former college athletes. But, uh, you know, got to go out and dominate some intramural sports for my two years there. And um, I stayed out in Denver for a while before moving back to Columbus
0: in 2020. And then 2021, the Columbus Raptors were born. Yep. Uh, you signed and scored the first goal in franchise history. It made the score 1-1 against the Memphis Americans. <laughs> Last season, it seemed like uh, you were a very durable player. Uh, you and Brittany Conway. I believe both of you combined, you, you both didn't miss a game. That's right, I
1: mean, yeah.
0: I mean, that, that is very impressive. I mean, I know that that had to just just wear on you but you know coming back for year two and your veteran leadership and you see a lot of familiar faces like mm-hmm. olivia gerald Brittany conway bria riancho sydney Vandy, but you also got some new players yeah. you got carly banks you got uh kaylee o'connor you have carly smoltz yeah who just happens to be the daughter of john smoltz i mean I, I think it's just fascinating that your team from last year and with these new faces That you got these practice sessions going on and Mm -hmm. and you guys are really gelling and i i saw just some team building while you got together and played that friendly against concord fire a couple last week yeah a couple weeks ago
1: yeah i mean we're calling them new players they're for sure new players to us but experienced you know from coming from rome or or whatever it is um and i think what you're talking about the gelling and team bonding is going to be one of the biggest things that we are hoping to work on before our opener against Memphis opening against them in their home stadium again is um, I think could be daunting, but also I find it a little bit exciting to kind of have the same challenge ahead of us going into the second season and bringing out a different result. I think we're all hoping for a different outcome to that game. both Rome and the Rapids are happy to unite against some of these other teams in the league and, and be competitive, and um, it's that common goal that is the foundation of all of us kind of coming together at this point, and I've had a lot of fun playing with the girls that we've been able to bring in and the returners. Um, so I'm excited to see what the season's going to hold for us.
0: And remember, Rome finished second last year at the yeah. NISL. I was, of course, up in the broadcast booth calling the friendly against Concord Fire South. Carly Banks mm-hmm. had an amazing game. I yeah. cannot wait to see a front line of Carly Banks and Olivia Gerald.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I've seen Carly not have an amazing game. Um, I I really enjoyed – so we, we were opposite each other in conference in college. She was at LSU and I was at South Carolina. Um, we overlapped for a period there. And then, of course, opponents – with the Rapids in Rome, and then we trained together over the summer at Moba. Uh, we we were on the same roster for USLW. That's right, you were um, talking about that. And had a super fun time training with her there. And I didn't know what was going to happen with Rome, but I knew she was in Peachtree City, which isn't too far away. So I was like, borderline begging, like, uh-huh. if you have any interest in coming to Columbus, I'm sure we'd love to have you. Um, so it was the best outcome. In my mind, for her to to join us. Um, But yeah, to see us put our best 12 forward, I think any team should be worried.
0: And a former teammate of yours, Aaron Brady, uh, now playing for the Fable Fury. Uh, the Fayetteville Fury will come to the Columbus Civic Center on February the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be a nice reunion to see Aaron Brady yeah. in another uniform. Uh, what's that going to feel well,
1: like? It'll be nice to see her. The uniform part, I think, still to be determined how we're how we're going <laughs> to feel about that. But um, yeah, I mean, she. Well, we miss anyone who doesn't come back. But I think we're all we're happy to see her continue playing because at the bottom of this is that's what this is about is there's been limited opportunity for women to keep playing and to for anyone to have that opportunity to maintain some competitive you know outlet but also in the sport that we love at this point we're happy to see her continue um we've we've definitely remained friends we stay in touch Uh, we did have to boot her from our team chat so she didn't see what we were tactically planning against her but um yeah it'll be a really a happy reunion in almost all ways
0: well i really appreciate you megan just for being on the show and we definitely want you to stick around because uh, i'm going to introduce our next guest here on the show he's a member of the men's team this is gonna be his first year with the columbus rapids he comes from macon where macon has just got a talent pool of soccer players that macon and warner Robins area please welcome to the show columbus rapids midfielder eric sanchez What's going on Eric. Hey, going? Hey, welcome to Columbus. Thank you. Thank welcome. You. Yes. I've watched you just destroy Lamento 11 to 1. You had a lot of touches out there on that first broadcast. Oh your your team looks great. I, I really am impressed with the turnaround from the men's team. This is your first year with the Rapids. you come coming to us from Macon. Just tell us a little bit about when did you start playing soccer and what was the soccer scene like in Macon and is there a possibility that we could get an expansion team in the NISL
2: from Macon because with all this talent coming from that city? You know, there there is a lot of hidden talent in Macon and around the area, like Warner Robbins. You know, we do have uh, players from last season, you know, like, for example, Clayton Adams, Tevin West, Juan Morales. Devontae Mitchell. Yes, as well. And obviously myself coming from Macon, you know, there's a lot of talent, you know, and, it always has been i've started playing since i was six if i'm remembering correctly and you know out there it's it's competitive you know i think it's becoming you know more big you know and i think there's a lot of potential that is there that you know could, could lead to possibly you know future teams you know forming
0: and you went to Rutland High School, which is the same colors for the U. It's all about the U. That was a big shout-out. My wife likes the University of Miami. Uh, but, yeah, their colors, Rutland High School. I mean, what was that like playing at Rutland? And then where did you go
2: play a soccer uh, next after high school? You know, um, playing at Rutland, you know, it was it was a lot of, you know, ups and downs, you know. we With the coaching and the facilities, you know, obviously – That limits you but I believe you know with the teammates I've had and who I played those you know years with you know it was mainly Hispanics and we just had a different level of chemistry and even to this day you know they are still who I talk to on a daily basis are really close friends Um, and we had we had we had good years and we had bad years but you know Obviously, it led me to playing in college afterwards at GMC, a military school. Right there in Milledgeville? Yes, sir. It was at JUCO. And after that, I ended up going to Atlanta to play, you know. But, you know, I've, I've never not stopped. You know, it's always been continuous work. You know, no one's here by accident, you know, where we are right now in Columbus. You know, we've all worked here, you know, progressing, be a better player, and to improve all right
0: so my next trivia question if if you you guys got this you can answer it or if you're watching us on facebook live all right so rutland with the reclassification in high school and the reason why i knew about rutland because they are now in a region with three teams in columbus you know all these schools in columbus used to be in 4a columbus would play carver they play shaw they play spencer they play but what are the three teams that are now in the region with rutland you can name one of them or you can name all three of them it's not a big deal. You're not going to win a prize. But what are the three teams that are playing in 2A now? Because Rutland is in 2A that are playing in the same region with Rutland. You can go ahead and answer. Picelli. St. Ampicelli. That is one of the answers. Well, actually, St. Ampicelli where Braden Wood played, by the way, is in the GI Double A. So Northside is a 5A. Uh, Shaw is 4A with Hardaway. Uh, but you're you, your school went down to 3A and is playing with Carver, so now, by default, that's a rivalry. Now, did you ever think that that Columbus's rival was Carver?
1: Um, we had pretty opposite talents when I was in high school. Um, we, the football program at Columbus, high, I think, has come a long way since I was there. Um, but Carver was always successful in that area. Um, and we were not—I don't, not that I know of. It was always Hardaway, um, some of Northside and Brookstone for different sports, and I think that's where it kind of traded between. But I've noticed that Northside, so Northside was brand new. When yeah, I was, they
0: came—they came on scene in 2002.
1: Yes, yeah, so they were still pretty new, and kind of working their sports programs out, I think. But they're really successful now. Um, and Pacelli's success has been really interesting to come back and see. And it's interesting now to come back and, like, know some of the coaches at Pacelli, but they weren't there when I was here before.
0: I do like the fact that we now play schools in Macon. Yeah. Like Rutland and Southwest. And, you know, on, on the private school side, you know, taking on a, a Tattler Square County, uh, taking on a, a – I'm trying to think of some other Macon.
2: Stratford Stratford
0: Academy. That was the big one from the GIAA. Of course, St. Ipicelli did play in Macon, uh, the state championship. Um, But, um, okay, so the answer, just in case you didn't answer it on Facebook Live, I'll go ahead and give out the answer. So the three schools that play Rutland, they're going to play them in in football and pretty much all the sports now, is Spencer, Jordan, and Kendrick. Do you think you would have got that one? Does that sound about right? I mean, you knew all the schools that – Played all of them in soccer.
1: Yeah, they've, so much has shuffled around. I don't know that I would have been able They used to all be our conference or region, I guess is the right term, but um, we used to play a lot of them at Columbus High. So. But
0: it's weird because Columbus now has to play Crisp County in Cordell. You know, oh. They got to play Thomasville.
1: Okay.
0: I, and it's just, it's weird how they just shuffled uh, yeah. the region. And now all the schools in Columbus, they don't even play the schools in LaGrange anymore. I mean, that's why I like seeing, you know, in, in high school soccer, I mean, you you're, you have a little bit more flexible schedule, mm-hmm. so you could play teams across the river like Central, like Smith Station, like Russell County. But yeah. uh, I like seeing that Macon is is starting to get involved. Like, you being from Macon, I mean, now you have a, a reason to, like, go to a – if you're in Columbus, to go to a high school football game if they just happen to be playing like Rutland. Yeah. Definitely. All right, so let's talk about your time and going from gmc up to atlanta um, how did you hear about the rapids and what is your most favorite part about playing indoor soccer
2: you know um every time like on the weekends or holidays when i would come back home to macon we would always have like pickup indoor we had a facility in macon um and we would We'd always go and play pickups and guys like Thomas, uh, Tevin and the boys would be out there and, you know, they would always tell me, you know, to go and try out for the team, go like check it out, you know, in Columbus. You know, I would always, oh yeah, okay, you know, kind of just let it go over. You know, one time, you know, I just, I said, you know, why not? Let me, let me go try out, take it a shot, what do I have to lose and... You know, I just left it out there on the field, and obviously, you know, the coaching or, you know, the guys saw the potential there, and so next day, look at me, you know, I'm, I'm on the team. I'm in Columbus. You know, we, we have such a great support system, you know, right behind us, you know, whether it's the fans, the youth, you know, everyone helping with our recoveries, you know, whatever it is, you know, there's so much here that... It's just very supportive, and I've been bumping into nothing but nice and kind people here. You know, it's been great so far.
0: Well, it it's definitely been great, and you've been really close with your teammates. I saw a bunch of you at the River Dragons game the other night. I mean, that, that oh yeah, must the have hockey been, must oh, that hockey match. That's been awesome. Just
2: to just just to support the other professional teams On here a, here in Columbus. Yeah, it, it was a great time. Um, I've been you know in making the. They have a hockey team, you know. But, yeah, making mayhem. Yeah, making mayhem. You know, those games are always fun to you know go and you know we've been on this off you know preseason we've been working, working, working you know three times a day so it was it was nice to kick back and watch a game with the boys you know and they they end up winning you know which is even better.
0: I've always wanted to ask somebody that lived in Macon. Were you in Macon in 2014? Yes. What was it like when Mercer upset Duke in the NCAA tournament?
2: Oh, I. That was for the soccer, right? Oh, for, for basketball. Basketball? Oh, uh, ooh. I'm not the biggest basketball fan. Or I mean, the games are very fun to go to, but as far as keeping track, you know. But I mean, obviously, I've heard of it. You know, it's it's you know it's very because I actually worked on Mercer Village. And so with the college students all around watching the games, you know it's it's very you know, they they it was a big upset. Do, does Mercer have a soccer team though? Yeah, the boys and women's. How so, how are they doing? We
1: have a local guy on on the Mercer men's team, um, Martin
0: Ramos. Okay. Is there. That's great. I mean, it's yeah. great. They have success in basketball. Their football team's doing good, and, yeah. and of course their soccer team. Uh,
2: the boys yeah. boys and girls are both they're they're very good, you know. I mean, that's
0: the school. If you're living in Macon, that's the school to root for, right? Right yeah. there in Mercer? Yeah,
2: the Mercer D1.
0: I mean... And, of course, that's where Sam Mitchell went to school. Um, the the longtime Columbus High, uh, probably the, considered the greatest basketball player to ever come out of Columbus, uh, led the Mercer Bears to the NCAA tournament in 1985. And, of course, the same Mercer Bears uh, upset Duke in the NCAA tournament in 2014, had a big celebration parade in Macon. and You know, but... Macon—they also have a baseball team called the Macon Bacon. You ever Macon been to a, Never been to a Macon Bacon game?
2: Yeah, I have. I have. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, being raised in Macon, you know, you want to support the teams like Macon Bacon, um, Macon Mayhem, you know, whatever it is. You know, you just Macon has a lot of history to it. You know, yes. And a lot of people who like, have, you know, live there their whole lives, and so you get those regulars or those nice people and. Obviously, you want to support your town, so you do as much as you can to support the community and go to those games.
0: All right. so they have the Macon Coliseum there, check. They got passionate fans, check. And they have a pretty well-diverse pool of soccer talent. I think those are ingredients for Macon to be considered the next expansion franchise in the NISL. It wouldn't surprise It'll me. It'll
1: be easier commute than any of the other places. But, and road
0: games. We can yeah. we can go to the road games too and it'll be just an hour and twenty minutes away. I'm thinking maybe uh talk to some people and we can we can definitely Because uh, you know there there's gonna be expansion opportunities and we've talked about throwing other cities out there. Well first of all we do have two I cannot wait to see these two teams, the Tampa Bay Strikers and the Central Florida Crusaders. Great that the indoor soccer game has gone down to Florida, and I cannot wait to see you guys play. I think you guys play in Tampa Bay that second game, I think on January 20, that Sunday before the home opener on February 1st. And then the Central Florida Crusaders right there in Orlando. Uh, but as this league grows, we will have opportunities maybe to see the Rome Gladiators start back up in 2024 or possibly some expansion franchises. Macon would be a nice city to have an expansion team. And then Savannah, you know, they have the Ghost Pirates over there and the Savannah Bananas. And
2: I think Savannah would be a good... and then That's Huntsville. the baseball one, right? Yeah, the Savannah Bananas. You, you I've heard of them. Oh yeah, they're they a fun watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely
0: something different. Yeah, then the city that you, you were born in, Huntsville, could probably support an NISL team, yeah. I think.
1: They used to have uh, Huntsville Rockets. I can't remember what level they were, but yeah, they used to have some, some soccer, something going on in Huntsville, but I was, uh, I think, like six months old when we left there, so not oh, much wow. memory of of the area.
0: I tell you, it really has been fun just talking soccer here on the show. And it, it seems like you, you've got a little bit of a break from the friendly. Played the friendly a couple of weeks ago. We go into the new year. Your first game is not until January the 20th. I mean, it is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, what are you both mentally preparing yourselves for that first
2: game?
1: Yeah,
2: it's only ten days. Ten days, 10 I know. Days, and wow. January is
1: going by pretty fast already. It
2: is. You know, I think, you know, it's it's definitely going to be a, a test for us. You know, not only are we on the road, but it's going to see the difference of how this team, you know, both men and women, how much difference we will see from last season to this season. You know, I think I think we both put, you know, a little foot in the door of our first friendly. You know, kind of showing what we can do. But ever, you know, after that game, we've every day we've been working work in and I think it's it's going to be a good show we're going to put on I think we're going to set an example and I think we're going to do it the right way all right the final trivia
0: question for the night if you are watching us on Facebook live this is going to be an easy one how many teams are in the NISL just just shoot a number
2: all right you can answer
0: or sure was it five? Five.
1: There's five, five five
0: teams yes I mean, yes, there are a total of five teams, which means there is an even odd amount of of number of teams. So the new playoff format, you know, last year, everybody got to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Lost to Rome in the semifinals. The men's team lost to Memphis in just an incredible game. I still, I love that game. Memphis, they won it just on the last, it was a heartbreaker, but it was a great game. Memphis goes on and loses to Fayetteville in the championship and Rome loses to Memphis in the championship for the women. But this year, the playoff format, unfortunately, two teams are going to stay home. There's only going to be three teams that are going to make the playoffs this year. It looks like the number one seed is going to get the first round by. The number two seed is going to play the number three seed. So that gives you motivation to have a great regular season knowing that the bottom two teams in the league are not going to make the playoffs this year. So yeah let's get it let's get it
2: done i don't think we should be worried i think i know i know you shouldn't be worried i think we're on a different level just just seeing how i mean we put up those numbers in the friendly and only training twice with each other we're all kind of new to each other seeing how we played and for us to put those numbers you know just in the friendly with only training twice before before that match and now we've had Almost two weeks preparing for our first match of the season. I don't think they're without a doubt. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do great this season.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we're a little bit underestimated across the board, the men's and women's teams this year. But um, I think we learned enough last year to respect our opponents, but also to know enough about them to know how to play against them. And we're taking a lot of those lessons into our first game against Memphis. And I don't know how much they're. Um, Going to be able to pick us apart with how much we have coming in, combining the new girls from Rome as well as who we picked up outside of that. Um, we're not coming in at all the same team.
0: And I really am a fan of the league. I mean, I love just watching the games, the road games. I would watch, of course, calling the home games. But there is a huge—I'm not really a huge disadvantage. But you know, the the road team can only field 12 players, but the home team is allowed to field 14 players. But with the depth that you have on the men and the women's team, it will not be a problem. You guys will trap. I mean, you'll have plenty of players. And that's what Warren Vestasian has talked about, is the depth that you have. To make those sure those matches are competitive on the road. I mean, you did get the road victory last season, beating Fayetteville. Haley Ryan in it, goalkeeper, did a great job. But it was tough playing on the road. But Both teams, both the men and the women, which, by the way, two totally different teams from last year compared to this year, we're very competitive at home, and and I expect the same result. But I also expect that your team is
2: also going to be competitive on the road as well. well. Most definitely, you know, we. I'm sure it's on the women's side as well, but you know, it's very not only competitive, but you know, nothing's guaranteed, and we have to boys fighting for the spots you know as women as well the 12 positions you know it's not coming lightly you have great players all around so you have to earn your spot and you have to you know put it you know make a mark and why they've chosen you you know to play or start you know whatever it may be you know your work that you put in shows on the field so
0: You know, being an announcer in this league, I've gotten to know the commissioner, Andrew Haynes. I've gotten to know Corey Adamson, the player coach for the Memphis Americans. Competitive guy. Just having a a conversation with him for five minutes, he is so competitive. And that's the way he coaches as well. That's the way he coaches the girls' team, is that they play a lot of great defense. And, And he... They're, Memphis is going to come out with a target on their back. I mean, the women's team won the championship. The the men's team was a runners-up against the Fayetteville Fury. I, I'll be honest with you. I watched some of Fayetteville's matches last year. I don't know how they did it. They didn't really have one star that scored all their goals. They had a lot of depth. Fayetteville comes to the Columbus Civic Center on February 1st. I'm really looking forward to that first game. Uh, it'll be a nice homecoming for Aaron Brady, Fayetteville. On the women's side, still has a great goalkeeper, Mayara Elglioche. I mean, you know she is going to bring it. She had she had an incredible save. Olivia Gerald had a one-on-one with Elglioche, and she made one of the best saves I ever saw. It was it was in Fayetteville, and it really was the turning point in that game. Because I think if Olivia scored that goal and it was one nothing, it's a different ballgame. For for the men, as far as what they have. I mean, their roster looks pretty much the same. And that's going to be a challenge as well. But good luck the rest of the season. January 20th, I know all of us here in Columbus are going to be watching that game on YouTube. And uh, I really just wish both of you nothing but the best as we go into year two in the NISL. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thanks for having us, you know.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, this, this is fun. I mean, normally Warren's on and he talks soccer for the first uh, ten minutes. You know, the World Cup is over, but, the, you know, the Women's World Cup is coming up. I know you're excited about that. I mean, I mean uh, what has really been your favorite moment so far, just being a part of
2: the Rapids here in year two? Well, you know, so far, you know, I've liked the process, you know. Uh, process of going into the season because obviously, you know, we're in preseason and our match is coming up, so not much has like, as far as in-depth. So, I think, you know, that, like the team bondings have been great, you know, like, like you said earlier, the hockey match, you know, this past weekend, we went uh, ziplining, you know, just kind of fun. Things that put, you know, that extra, like, cherry on top of the chemistry level, whether it's time bonding or training more often, you know, or getting a workout together, whatever it may be, you know. It's just, it it matters. It's just the little things that count, you know. Um, For me, I have to
1: say, so I played co-ed through the summer and fall when we were out of season. Um, and I always had people coming up and asking, like, when is the next season starting? Are you going to play again? I hope you play again. Or, you know, is, is Britt Conway going to play again? Is Olivia going to come back? We've and been like,
0: all asking those questions.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've been getting it just from being out of the fields in Columbus and, you know, being around on the off season, and then going to the friendly and seeing a lot of those faces there. Um, I went up into the stands to watch some of the men's game after ours and was able to connect with people that were there, um, see some of my old co-ed teammates, see girls that I'd coached, see their parents, um, and it really is interesting to play like in your hometown, but in a place where you're connected to the community in other ways, um, and so it just feels like something that's much bigger than just those of us who are out on the field, um, and so that's, I think, pretty unique to um, the Rapids, in, as opposed to like other teams that I've played for. That I have that, like, the girls that I've coached are coming and now cheering for me, which is adorable, and I appreciate it, and it makes me think about what, what type of example I'm setting when I'm out on the field, and maybe I should be on my best behavior because I had set standards for them, um, and just all that kind of stuff that I have to look forward to. But um, it's fun to be out of retirement and play, but it's even better that it's here amongst so many people that you know we care about and and come out and actually support us and cheer for us at those games.
0: I tell you, it's it's just great to just have both of you on the show. But we're about to close out this show. Uh, I think the next time we have a show, I think you'll guys have that first game against Memphis. We'll definitely have to recap that. I mean, we might have a show next week, but uh, we'll we'll look at the schedule. I know next week is the week where you have the game against Memphis. I believe, yes. Next Friday. Next Friday. Yeah, next Friday, the 20th. So yeah, it's right around the corner. Like you said, 10 days away. Well, that'll do it for us. I hope that everybody had a great rest of your night. We will see you back next week.